Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got my hopes up. (laughs) Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. What's up, everyone? Hello. Hi. Hi, friends. Hey, my buddy. Hi, faithful listeners. Yes. Friends. Around um, the world. Yeah, dude. We recognize you. It. We see you. We're Thank all on a heat wave right now, but we're all in this together. Believe it or not, we don't make a we don't make a single like nickel off of doing this podcast. We do it for the love of the game, <laughs> and we yeah. do it for the for the few listens that we get. In the in the various corners of the earth, I will say that I was pleased to to check out our listens and see that we are averaging somewhere around two hundred and fifty or so per episode, and that to me that's encouraging. I because, like it because that's above the like the top fiftieth percentile of all podcasts. Yeah, we just need look, look Dan- Nick Cage. <laughs> Fucking Michael Daniel Bay. Day-Lewis. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. We know you're li- J- Dave Judy Ditch. We know that you guys are listening. What D- we need you I to call do. call DDL. We need you to just like send out a tweet, recommend to your friends and your followers that they listen to us just like one time. What? And Is that we, and so like, much to ask? Yeah, come on. Steve Buscemi. Daniel Day-Lewis, we know that you only make one movie every eight or nine years. In the other time he's listening to action movie podcasts. Holy shit. I just had an amazing idea what the remake yeah. of con air daniel day lewis as which part doesn't does he, it matter? he'd be he's gotta be cyrus he's gotta be the virus. yeah he's gotta, he's be, gotta cyrus be cyrus the virus then and then who we were talking about the, in the last episode oh uh, um uh walton goggins walton gonna goggins be, I don't can know play who. buscemi or can play any one of a number of other characters um yeah dude let's imagine it Oscar Walton, Walton Goggins could play the Cole Meany character, or Cole Meany could play the Cole Meany character. Octavia Spencer plays a uh, Swamp Thing. <laughs> but that, would, that would be so awesome. Everybody. That'd be badass. Bring them all in, man. Yeah, absolutely. Why the fuck not? Dame Judi Dench could play the Buscemi character. She plays, no, she's Cole Meany. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want, I, want, I want her to play the, yeah, the Steve the Buscemi, Buscemi character. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. Anyway, what movie are we talking about? Oh, shit. We're talking about some Con Air. Uh, if you, as if you didn't know. Action movie masterpiece. Is, mm. No, it's dog shit. But it, it was it was like, <laughs> it was the very end of, of the actual era of like big budget R-rated action right. movies. Um, and it's, it's equal parts fun to watch it's, and great. It, and part of the reason why the genre went away, I feel yeah. like. It is it is lazy writing, um, impossible uh, plot points meeting. I feel it, like it, huge it, chunks of the movie have probably been chopped out. Yeah, 
it doesn't make a lick of sense and is just held together by the spirit gum on Nick Cage's wig. <laughs> That's it. Oh my god. That's it. Um I will do my best to to sum up what's been happening. Oh, good luck, man. I'm excited to hear this. Yeah. I'm going to take a sip of beer while you're doing this. Hey, take a big sip. Nick Cage is like a dude who's been rightfully imprisoned. No, wrongfully imprisoned maybe for killing a dude who was trying to rape his wife yeah but he still found himself through the miscarriage of justice imprisoned so he that was years ago yeah eight years ago he's on his way he's been paroled he's on his way back home again to meet the wife and kid who are um, he's never met his kid but he's found himself caught up in this scenario in which there's like a a huge scheme to break out the son of a colombian drug lord right who has since been killed now, yeah. but um, he's still caught up in the mayhem. We've got like agents who are after him. One of whom is John Cusack, who knows that Nick Cage is deep down like a good guy right. and wants to bring this thing to like a peaceful resolution. Right. We've got another dude, Cole Meany, who has had one of his subordinates killed and he wants to just kill everyone. Right. It's a mess. And then there's like a whole cast of characters aboard the plane. Yeah. Like one's a criminal mastermind. One's just a mass murderer, serial killer. One's a black militant. There's like a rogues gallery of awesome actors. Yeah. It, it, it is a who's who of tremendous American acting talent. Yeah. It's crazy that they roped this many like people who are awesome talents into this particular movie. Yeah. And, and as that, opposed to like a Paul Thomas Anderson, like, you know, uh, uh, ensemble piece yeah. thing. This is an ensemble piece, and that for action as, movie, and pol- that for as terrible as the writing is in this movie, and it's bad that everyone was just like giving it their all, and yeah. you can tell that absolutely. So where we're at in the movie is they have landed in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. Some shit popped off. There was a big firefight, right? Some of the bad guys, plus Nick Cage and his buddy Michael T. Williamson, and the one guard whose name we know, who is uh, Bishop, right. they are on board the plane along with a handful of baddies. They've taken off again. They don't really know where they're going. Right. They've got helicopters pursuing them, uh, gunships, and we don't really know what's going to happen. Plus, Nick Cage's family is in the general area. <laughs> they're in the vicinity. They're in they're they're around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, so the bad the bad guys got got clear of the little airship and now they're airborne again. They're on the run again. And and, and the good guys we think are we you think they'd be in close hot pursuit, but who knows? Because space and time are are very, very subjective. At yes. this point. So as if any of that is going to be any more clear <laughs> to help us going <laughs> forward, I'll just get us I'll just get us started on this the last exciting chapter of our story. So on board the plane, the prisoners are reveling in their escape to the twang of Sweet Home Alabama. Sally can't dance, is putting on a show while drinking what looks like a bottle of tequila or Jack or something. They had turned up a lot of bottles like, of liquor. Where, where did those that come, come from? from? I, I can't. Somewhere I like, on the ground had I to have been. I think maybe she found them wherever she found her In the dress. diner? Or, yeah. Or something? Maybe. So. Against um, all odds. 
all the Nazis and everybody are like cool with yeah. Sally Can't Dance. Yeah. They're just like, oh yeah. LBGTQ. That's what I'm saying. Hit, on the like, inside. Latinx. On the Person, inside. Like, we love like, her. Folks not enjoying themselves as much are Cage, Michael T, and Buscemi. Buscemi drops a great line here. Define irony. Bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a song made famous by a band that died in a plane crash. It's an awesome line. Cut to <laughs> down in the cargo hold where Ving Rames is now going through Cage's box of shit because <laughs> ain't nobody can not go through his shit. We gotta know what this dude's deal is. So he returns to the cabin and hands Malkovich one of Cage's letters from Casey after Malkovich sees that they both Which, turn in the Cage's note direction. proves what exactly? That he has a daughter and there's a date. That's it. My daddy's my on birth, Jul- July fourteenth coming home. So he looks r- like yeah. As Malkovich sees that he and Ving Rhames turn looking Cage's direction, he stares right back with intensity, <laughs> and it sure seems like the jig is up. Malkovich cuts off the music, addresses the crew while slowly making his way toward where Cage is sitting with Michael T. Someone's alerted the authorities at Carson City. Someone told them about our learner rendezvous. Someone even killed poor Billy Bedlam. Now, could this all be coincidence? Perhaps. Then someone went and tied a rope to our plane. So I ask you, what is going on? And I answer, we have a traitor in our midst. Now, how do we flush out a traitor? And as he's asking this last bit, he unlocks the cell where Bishop's being held, pulls her out, puts a gun to her head and says, he'll find out who's on his team or not by the count of three. Cage starts to stand up, but Michael T grabs him, yells that it was him. <laughs> and one would have to think that pretty much everyone on the plane saw Cage almost stand up. Whatever. I but, also felt like I felt like they ought to have seen Cusack running around down there and right. Like he'd be the most likely person who probably tied the rope to the plane. Yeah, just say, well, there was an agent down there. Why didn't and I ask also, why didn't Cusack cripple the plane in some way? He was he very was too busy confused. just hiding in the shed. And looking around. Anyway. So Cage tries to intervene saying that the shot of insulin has got Michael (laughs) T acting crazy. Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe. Malkovich seems skeptical that Michael T, who's been on death's door all day, did all of this. But Michael T insists that it's I couldn't tell if they were believing him or not believing him. Like that he was faking his illness. But also, why wouldn't they be like, why is Nick Cage? Why is he? He's crazy. Don't listen to him. Yeah, like. Um, yeah, Michael T's like, pretty clever, huh, bitch? I feel like a lot of dialogue was somehow chopped out of this scene because the way it unfolded just didn't make any yeah. sense. So Malkovich wastes no time, shoots Michael T in the gut. Cage <laughs> cries out in anguish, catches his buddy as he slumps to the floor. Then Malkovich mockingly reads the My Daddy's Coming Home letter. My Daddy's re- Coming Home. July 14th, July 14th. We get it. As he finishes, he holds up the stuffed bunny and puts the pistol to its head. <laughs> Make a move and the bunny gets it. We, we also see that he's just been... is weird. Yeah, we also see he's been standing there next to an open back end of the plane. And there's been no noise, no wind whipping, no sounds of any kind to let us know that the plane's just open. You know. And it's at that exact moment that two Cobra helicopters appear behind the plane. We see Cole Meany is riding shotgun in one, John Cusack in the other. Meany says that they should take the plane out. Cusack says not yet, but Meany's like, hey, man, fire. <laughs> Fucking open fire on this plane, which the guy does. And Cusack's like. Without question. Yeah, like. Dude, no, stop. 
I don't so, feel like there's a chance in hell they're taking civilians up in a gunship. No. Like, yeah, yeah, hop on in. Well, they're Come not, on, they're dude. Not civilians. But they're not military. No. They're like... They don't commandeer... We, they're not their commanding yeah, officers. Yeah, exactly. They don't give the orders. Right. They would say, can we shoot this plane? And the commanding officer would be like, no. No. Um, no. So anyway, bullets shred... The cabin, prisoners scramble for cover. Malkovich yells for Ving Rames and others to get back in there. There's like to get back to the back of the plane with some firepower. We get like all these feet trampling on the Casey letter. Heavy it's like, handed symbolism. Oh, it's like, come on. So out in the choppers, Cusack orders Meany's guy to cease fire and says that it's still his deal and that he's in charge. <laughs> sure. On board the plane, Cage and Bishop are tending to the wounded Michael T. At this point, it's like, you can say like, no one's holding a hand on the wound. He's just bleeding out. Yeah. So, <laughs> and Michael T says, I got a bad feeling, son. I feel like maybe I'm not supposed to make it. And then Nick Cage says, you gonna make it. You gonna make it. And not supposed to make it. It's like 90% of what constitutes what this movie puts forth as a plot hinges on the idea of Michael T's he's character making make it. it. He's got it's to like, make it. No, you're definitely He's going to get out of jail and he's going to cure cancer. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he's got... But also, I had the feeling from the get-go of meeting him that, like, he's the the dog, you know, the guy who's going to, like, get it killed in the third act. He's the expendable, <laughs> oh. he's the expendable pet of yeah. the hero or whatever. It's kind of true because, because he speaks next to no time. Well, he has, like... No real hero moment in the whole movie. He's just like there yeah, to he, be another cross to bear. He is there, he is there to be tended to, yeah. which is a shame because it's like he could have been there like saving the day right alongside. Like he Nick could've, Cage could have been like, come with me onto the, you know, the airstrip and d- done yeah. something heroic. But instead it's like. No, he's just crap. laying there like crippled by his, his sorry, diabetes. Sorry about your health condition. So anyway, as the prisoners return fire, Cusack radios the cockpit to tell Malkovich that if they don't put the plane down, that they're going to shoot it down. Swamp Thing seems conflicted to well, his he don't credit. Wanna, he don't want to die. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cut back to the other good guys. Michael T. tells Cage, all I can think about is like, there ain't no God, <laughs> that he don't exist. Cage <laughs> takes Bishop's hand finally presses it down on the open wound and applies pressure, stands up and said, and Michael T's like, Hey, where are you going? I'm going to show you God does exist. Fucking guitar shreds. Yeah. It starts wailing. Jesus Christ. Like literally. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing is that like Nick Cage is the Messiah throughout the whole movie. That's what he's supposed to be. White Messiah. Well, this was like the variety of the Bubba, the Bubba blue dying yeah why did this happen that's the thing is like we're gonna go it it was it was retconning we're saving benjamin buford blue (laughs) we're saving him from vietnam why did this happen you got shot you got shot yeah so meanie again orders his pilot to shoot and again the pilot blindly obeys of course it was as if it was almost like it was a video like the Two Cusack and Meany are playing a video game. Yeah, that's exactly just like, what it seemed like. Give the command to shoot and the bullets will be fired. I wonder if there's a psychological aspect to that to where it's like you give the order, but you're not 
carrying out the order, so yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The blood's the not on like, your hands. I was just following. And the other pilot's like, I was just following the orders. The blood's not on your hands. It's it's very clever, and it's very terrifying. The pilot was like fucking it. kill crazy, though. Like yeah. He was trigger well, happy. And we're going to talk more about that in a second. So during all this, bullets are ripping the plane apart. Bushimi has been sitting perfectly calm and serene. With his little Ken doll. Yeah, with the Ken doll. As Cage starts making his way to the front of the plane, the first prisoner in his way, the big Aryan-looking guy Viking, breaks <laughs> a bottle of Jack and tries yeah. to like stop him, like wielding it in front of his face, says, freeze, the little bitch boy. <laughs> but Cage, like, three shots the dude and, like, slings him aside. <laughs> he whipped his ass bah, in, bah, bah. in, like, a hot second. Three shots down. The next guy, some skinhead, raises a gun, shoots Cage in the arm. It seems to graze his arm, <laughs> but he doesn't even slow. He doesn't react. He doesn't slow down. Like, he's a machine. He's like got the truck. power of... Like like, truck, like, over the top. So he keeps moving forward. Like, was the skinhead trying to not kill him? <laughs> like, I just want to wing this guy. Like, he's got prints. I've got principles. I don't want to kill. Let me fire the worst shot in history. Like, what if he'd been on a, a similar journey to Nick Cage? He's not trying to kill him. He's just like, <laughs> I want to stop this guy. He was two feet away and managed to miss him. Fuck. And he was well, like, no, but he wouldn't range. Well, that's what it was well, we like. We also said maybe the, it's the Matrix. It's the Matrix shit. He was like an agent. <laughs> you don't move like us. You don't move like you were moving like one of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've never seen someone move that never fast. seen it. So John Cusack tells his pilot, meanwhile, to fly into the line of fire to stop Colmini's pilot from shooting. Ro- Roger that. Yeah, well, a, well the, guy, the guy does it, but, but at least he, he, he was like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> under his breath. Like, at least he had the wherewithal to be like, this sucks. But he still did it. He was like, <laughs> so <laughs> back on the plane, back on the plane, as Nick Cage continues his march to the cockpit door, he's attacked by Sally Can Dance. Oh, Jesus I love Christ. That he, he flings her off, presses a button that seals the gate behind him. Then he slaps Sally, who goes, what? oh, and he like, like rears back, back like to throw a punch. And then he's like, this is unnecessary. <laughs> and just hit a little like pimp slap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I don't know if this is movie is like, if that's offensive or or progressive i can't tell what's happening anymore yeah yeah that's a that's actually a great point um they handled they handled the character really like tastefully we should bring a third party like um like uh gender studies yeah. person on the sh- on the show sometime to be like let's break this scene down we need what do you a guest think? again i we think that a- would be absolutely amazing to do that i don't know if this seems like viewed as ahead of its time or like to talk about all these movies in the context of like capitalism and misogyny (laughs) and it'd be really interesting to discuss uh through that lens but that's not this podcast not Uh, right now not right now the beer is flowing too (laughs) too strongly right now because he flings sally off uh, uh, at the in the meantime, Malkovich at the back of the plane's like none too pleased. He's as he sees all this happen. Cage enters the cockpit, tells Swamp Thing to set the plane down. Well, he was on some like some 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 Captain Phillips shit or whatever. He's like, I'm the captain now. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, type, yeah, like Swamp Thing, like it's like, where's the virus? Is my favorite line. In the movie. <laughs> where's, the virus? where's the virus? But Cage is like, I'm the captain, and I want you to land the plane. So while this has been happening. Meanie's pilot has somehow again maneuvered back into position to shoot the plane down <laughs> and, and locks the plane on target. But just then Cage gets on the radio and says, don't fire. We get a quick cut to Malkovich unloading his rifle on the locked gate and he opens it. Okay. And then Meanie's pilot repeats that the plane is a lock 
and then points out, we're not over a civilian casualty area. And there now's the time, sir, to do the damn thing. And he just seems <laughs> to really want to shoot the plane down. He now. wants to kill. Right. So Cusack and Cage are yelling, don't fire. And the pilot's like, sir, now's the time. But thank Christ. Just give me the word, thank sir. Thank Christ, Cole Meaty sees the light and reluctantly tells the pilot to stand down. And I love the pilot's like, like, can't believe his fucking years. He's like, sir? There should have been a cutaway of him, like, pounding on his, like, console. Like, I, damn it. I love that he is flabbergasted by his... I was so command. close to killing oh, someone. Oh, my God. So, I feel like he was, like, a frustrated National Guardsman or something. He was like, I signed up because I was hoping to kill someone. I've never seen action, sir. He was, like, fucking... Sir? Sir, please, I'm amped. Please, can I fucking shoot this plane down? I'm ready, sir. There's, there's fucking guards there's u.s marshals on board can i just like kill some folks please sir. yeah i this is what i signed up for sir <laughs> so meanwhile back on the jailbird malkovich has made his way up to the next locked gate in the series freaks out when it's locked <laughs> throws his empty gun he tries to shoot his gun it's empty <laughs> throws that down grabs the cage and starts shaking it screaming pow <laughs> Meanwhile, Bishop, who's been standing guard over Michael T, picks up the dropped gun, gets Malkovich's attention, and absolutely brains him with the butt end of that gun. Like, knocks him out. Way to go, Bishop. We love that. Um, Why didn't she just beat him to death? I think it's justified at that point. You're saying, Yeah, no, no. Lives. You got to put this down. Or at least find something to cuff him to a thing like fucking Danny Trejo was well, earlier. Malkovich, right? He's definitely a dude who's like either on death row or, or serving life. Oh, yeah, he's on death row for sure. Yeah, so fuck it. Unless, unless he's made a deal so that he can be studied by science, which is possible. So Cusack tells Cage to have the plane landed at Las Vegas Airport. Well, viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. He's done. We, he's Cage, gone, yeah, he's gone his, full His forest. career, his, each checkpoint of his career, I feel like, is centered around Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, what was the um, honeymoon in Vegas? Honeymoon in Vegas, leaving Las leaving Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas is high point, I guess. And he's, then this. He's due for another Las Vegas movie, isn't he? You got to get him there. Should we write one? Absolutely. What would it be about? We'll figure it we'll out. Figure that out after. We'll figure it out. Can yeah, I go so, a few more beers? So, yeah, <laughs> we'll get definitely. there. Well, we're going to have one more beer. So he tells Swamp Thing to put the plane down, but old Swamp Thing has some bad news. He says, listen here, Big Daddy. <laughs> We got one engine shot to shit, zero fuel, and we're dropping too fast. The strip's where I'm going to land. Only the word is crash. <laughs> That's he amazing. Puts, he puts on his army helmet. <laughs> where did he get that off one of the dudes they killed in like the... Nah, man. He brought the... that from home. That's his, <laughs> that's his from Nam. That's his from Nam. So, Meaty correctly points out that they should have shot the plane down over the desert and adds... The civilian casualties will be enormous. Facts. Yeah, it should, that should be a fact. But anyway, we see the plane swoop around the Stratosphere Hotel and Casino. Have you ever been there? You ever been to the Stratosphere? I, I, I mean, I walked up all the way to it, but it would okay. never went inside. Yeah. Didn't go up, up Same. To the top. Apparently, it used to have the roller coaster on it, which you can see in the shot, but they have since removed the roller coaster. But on the website, it appears that there are other crazy shit that you can do to put your life in danger. There's some kind of like spinny righty ride that you sit in and you're just like looking down. Um, 
but it's it's still like one of the tallest observation towers from Flatland. Or oh, it is. And it's, it, it's one of the highest structures like west of the Mississippi or yeah. something too. Yeah. So Swamp Thing gets on the call box and tells everyone to buckle up because they're going for a night out in Vegas. We all <laughs> we know what that means. But Shimmy still clutching the Ken doll starts belting out. He's got the whole world in his hands. Ving Rames and other inmates are absolutely freaked the shit out by this. Cusack radios for every ambulance and fire truck in the city to converge on the strip because there's about to be a disaster. But wait, who's he talking to? Just he's talking to everyone. Whoever's he's on, listening out out there on a dark and stormy on a dark night. Dark story. You listen to old Jack Burton. <laughs> You listen to what the old Pork Chop Express has to say. He's just like, to whoever's listening out there, we're going to need lots of emergency vehicles. Oh, my like, God. Jesus. So as the jailbird comes in, it clips the neck off the big neon guitar in front of the hard rock, which you pointed out earlier is not on the strip. I don't strip, think it's ever been on the strip. It's, 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 it's Now it's off. like a defunct, it's gone now. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think uh, it was on the strip even in its heyday. I love that as it rips rips it apart, Bashimi gives a woo! <laughs> <laughs> As Swamp Thing maneuvers the plane to set it down right on the on Las Vegas Boulevard, he yells, "This is beautiful!" The dude is amped. We like we're sure he's the Vietnam vet at this point. Absolutely, he's like he's, yeah, like, he's, like, he's reliving it. Yeah, like, man. Um, the plane touches down. Everyone on the plane is bouncing around. Danny Trejo, who who has come to at this point, yells to Malkovich. He's like trying to wake him up. Bashimi like continues singing. We see the planes like clipping cars, signs, trees. Shit is sparking and exploding. People are running and jumping out of the way, but somehow no one is no getting one, hurt. We never see anyone die. Not one person getting hurt. I imagine, though, hundreds died. Yeah, if this actually happened, hundreds would have died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny Trejo manages to finally rouse Malkovich, who starts to get up. We cut to the valet area in front of the Sands Hotel. Um, then to the back of the plane where Swamp Thing yells that there's shit out of road. He goes to bail, <laughs> but it seems that he's having trouble getting the seatbelt to come Is undone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like Swamp Thing was like trying to get the belt done, but then like Nick Cage was like, that's a great idea. And so like he run, he bolts out, but like Swamp Thing's still in there. Now people at the Sands are freaking out, seeing the plane coming. Swamp Thing's freaking out because he can't get free. And as Cage climbs out of the cockpit, he runs right into Malkovich, who somehow got that last gate open. No one knows sure. how. And no, he's, now, he's now pointing a gun in Cage's face and says, I just want you to know that the last thing that little Casey Poe ever gets to smell will be my stinking breath. <laughs> Thankfully, at that moment, the plane crashes into the Sands Hotel. Yeah. And and this was a real thing because they were getting ready to demo the sands anyway. So right. they were like, fucking do whatever you want to to it. So as this happens, a propeller pops off the plane, slashes through the cabin, separating Cage and Malkovich. Neither neither of them blink. It was like cat like reflexes. Yeah, they, they both just, just like, took a step huh? back as it It's like this is fine. Um, the plane crashes through the turnaround right into the front doors of the casino, sending sparks and flames and glass and people flying. Slot machines are paying out. Yeah, right. <laughs> and as the plane grinds to a stop, police officers with guns drawn materialize from fucking everywhere. Everywhere. Dozens of police cars were there instantly. All that call from, from Johnny Cusack went through like gangbusters. So Sally Can't Dance is the first to walk <laughs> off the plane. And they're like, okay, lady. Hold it right there. And she, uh, oh, men in uniform. It's 
uh, the, Rinoli was delivering yeah. on whatever this role was. It was tiny. It was supposed but... to be a Twinkie trans person, and it oh, was men in uniform. It, but it was supposed to be comedic, and it was and funny. It worked. It yeah. worked. Was it? Was it definitely um, the taste problematic? It yeah, was. Yeah, but, the taste was questionable. Yeah. You know, but it was. It was humorous and. And also, as you said, ahead of its time. I don't think her character was like the butt of the joke. No, that's the thing. Like, it was a very empowered character for the most part, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the context of this movie, which is heavily misogynistic. Um, so, anyway, Cusack and Meanie land their fucking war helicopters right in the middle of all this <laughs> carnage. On the plane, we see a couple of injured guards gingerly making their way off. We also see that Cage, Bishop, and Michael T, though banged up, are just fine. Though that shot in the arm finally seems to be smarting Nick Cage. Michael T, who could not be killed by guns or diabetes, asks Cage, How am I doing, son? How am I doing, son? You're doing fine. I feel like this dude's like fucking unbreakable or some shit. He, like he, he cannot is, die. He is Bruce Willis' character. <laughs> so Cusack runs in, starts doing a head count of prisoners. EMTs load Michael T into, into an ambulance. Cage yelling after him, "You're gonna be fine." <laughs> and he and like Michael T's just like, like fine, fucking fuck leave it. me alone. I, I can't stand this. Well, he's I gotta probably go. like ever since I linked up with you. This has been the worst day this ever. This fucking shit's been out, out of control. It was not worth that fucking coconut fucking Little Debbie snack cake in the first act. It can't all be Mai Tais and Yahtzee. And Snowball. I get it. The Snowball was not that good. So anyway, meanwhile, Malkovich's head pops out of a hatch on the bottom of the plane. Inside the plane, Cusack's sweeping, looking for stragglers, but doesn't appear to find any. Cut to back underneath the plane, Malkovich, Rames, and Swamp Thing are army crawling their way to freedom. There's so many... Trap doors on this plane. Yeah, this plane's nuts. I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know how planes are, but I guess that there has to be. Well, I mean, because this is you, this is a real hatch you bust open to get to the arsenal. No, but there's the a. Th I would. I would think that there would be maybe a. If this is a repurposed war plane, that there are hatches to like. No, get I out bet in the there case is one in the bottom somewhere, but yeah, this. They don't know where to find it. Right. No. Anyway. Fuck no. None of these guys are veterans except for Swamp uh, no, Thing. Actually, Swamp take thing. it back. Swamp, Swamp Thing knows yeah. everything. He knows the inner workings. Right. So that <laughs> that makes sense. We'll, we'll concede that point. <laughs> so back inside the plane, we also see that there was at least one casualty, and that was Danny Ooh. Trejo, whose arm was ripped off in the crash. Gruesome shot of the arm just dangling there, but we don't know why his body is just like standing there. His whole body there. was still... Rigor mortis? He had both arms in handcuffs. But is it, fuck it. Yeah. Fucking We're thinking way too hard. Yeah. Yeah, he got outside, what he deserved. Outside, Bishop asks Cage what he's going to do now. Cage says, I started the day with a birthday party to get to. I'm going to get there. <laughs> so she gives him a kiss Wolf. on the cheek, thanks him for making sure she made it out live. She also so I adds, got the impression that she was like, at this point had become horny for cage, but you oh, didn't yeah. think so. No, I think it, at this point, she's just like, fuck this man went, went to a hell of a risk to make sure that me and Michael T didn't die. He went way out of his way to prevent me from getting raped. He yeah. could have been off the plane. And literally this movie happens in the span of about 40 minutes. He could have been off this plane 40 <laughs> minutes ago. That's facts. He yeah. in Carson City, he had the chance to get off. So I think that she's like she's just grateful that he saved it. And and then she adds, like, next time take the bus, which he smiles at. <laughs> so at that moment, we see Cusack's boss skip, roll up in a helicopter, 
He has somehow bent the laws of time and space and managed to somehow get Trisha and Casey Poe to Las Vegas from Oakland. Right? But no one knew they were going to land in Las Vegas five minutes ago. Nope. And they are here already. They are nope. hopping off an airplane with Jenny. I, I think that they were just flying towards the horizon and he was yelling, follow the explosions. <laughs> just follow the explosions. They're right on the tail. They're right behind the Cobras. Skip knows how it's done. He was also in Nam. So we also see that Malkovich and the other bad guys are sneaking off on a fire truck. This is where Malkovich is up on the roof. Yeah, so Cusack runs off the plane, apparently realizing he's short some prisoners, and he sees Malkovich up on top of the truck as it speeds away. And and, and you're They would like, have gotten like, away why? cleanly if he was riding inside the truck. Right, because it would just been like, well, there goes the fire truck. Yeah. So anyway. It makes no sense. Cyrus has a death wish. That's all I get. So Nick Cage sees this too, and he and John Cusack come commandeer a couple of police motorcycles and tear ass after. Yes. Wouldn't you know it, it's Swamp Thing driving the truck, but the plane crash must have fucked up his head because he seems to still be like going out of his way to crash Was through Was he shit. hitting every car yeah. that was parked? I guess it's like he's trying to leave a trail of destruction like, like oh, obstacles. Like for the, yeah. Okay. But I, that's an assumption. Anyway, the chase heads down Fremont Street. It seems to be heading through Old Vegas, which that's is where not, they got like the four eights or the four queens it's and all close, that. It's close, but it's not super close to the strip. I mean, it's out no, of the way from the strip. It's up toward, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's not particularly close to where the sands was. It's like that's where the sure. old gold nugget is, which is still a banging place to go yeah, if yeah. you're like in for just like cheap slots. And if and you shit. want that, if you want that scene, they used to do the World Series of Poker up there, but they that's moved bad. to like somewhere bigger now, but. That's but yeah, like, it's like, but it's up north of the strip somewhere. Yeah. Not, not close to where the crash scene no. was, but okay. There are lots of continuity issues. So anyway, the chase heads down Fremont Street, more police. Oh, but that, that whole area is closed to street traffic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing is like, you can it's see where the pedestrian is. only like, area. Yeah, yeah. So they're driving down this place. More police are like joining the chase, dropping their donuts. The truck, <laughs> the truck crashes through some kind of maintenance work. There's like a tarp. They're anyway, building some sort of new tunnel or something, maybe. in a tunnel. It's that same tunnel in downtown L.A. that was in Blade Runner and Terminator and probably a hundred other movies. Rame starts opening fire on Cage and Cusack. Cage yells at Cusack, that gonna work? Yeah. Well, shoot that piece of shit. Shoot that piece of shit. So Cusack pulls his pistol, returns fire. Malkovich, well, and this is where maybe this makes sense that he's up on top of the truck. But anyway, he jumps on the water cannon. Maybe that's why he's up there and starts like spraying the cops and knocking them off their motorcycles, which looked cool. Well, I mean, some of the dudes like I wonder if that was a real practical effect because those things too. have some serious pressure. Like they, they are, yeah. You don't want to get hit right in the face with one for sure. Yeah, it might knock you off your motorcycle. You know, it might break your face. So Cusack shoots until he runs out of bullets, but fortunately, it provided just enough cover for Cage to move into position to try to grab the fire truck ladder. Yes, Cage, yes. Cage at the last moment revs his motorcycle to give it a little extra boost so he can grab the ladder which he does, his motorcycle, as he lets go, continues somehow to speed forward into the back of the fire truck and explodes and takes Bing Rames out. I thought that's a design flaw of the bike. It wouldn't it do that. it goes into a huge fireball. But also, it, it wouldn't do that. Like, you I don't know how that works. I don't, think the if you throttle, gave it a rev, I don't think the throttle can lock like that. I don't know. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't ride motorcycles, but someone weigh in and let us know. Yeah. Um... 
anyway, huge explosion. Ving Rhames dead. Uh, the day of the dog thus oh, endeth. Thus yes. endeth. So Cage is now clinging to the ladder and slowly monkey barring his way <laughs> forward. But With his one shot yeah, he, arm. He keeps, he keeps grabbing his non... He's, for no reason, he's just keep switching one arm to the other and one arm and like grabbing the forearm to be like oh this hurts but also to be like look how fucking strong look i am look how fit i am to do I'm this doing like a one arm pull up come on with even with a gunshot fucking sexy anyway <laughs> uh anyway cage now like trying to climb forward malkovich tries to hit him with a firefighter's hook it's like it sort of looks like a harpoon on the end of a, a, of yeah. a wooden pole. It's like an old type of fireman's yeah. tool, I think. Um, while that's happening, Cusack is trying to get into position on his motorcycle alongside the passenger side of the truck. Swamp Thing sees him, swerves to hit him, causing Cusack to just make a leap for it. And then Swamp Thing laughs maniacally because I think he must have thought that he killed Cusack because he sees the motorcycle <laughs> flinging off. Yeah, he but Then we the see that awesome stunt shot of the guy like, hanging on the ladder for dear life on the back with like the flames on the back of the truck. Yeah, yeah. That shot is badass. There were some killer stunts, especially in this last segment. Yeah, this last segment was like much much of the stunt budget. So Malkovich has great difficulty getting a clear opening to poke Cage with the hook. Cage, <laughs> though, manages to grab the hook, snap it. He snapped that thing with like one arm. Like this dude's got freakish strength. Yeah, Jesus strength. <laughs> it's just so, the power of Christ. It's the power, the of, power Christ of Christ compels, Christ compels you. you yeah, so he he uses the rustic end, the broken ass wooden splintered end, Oof. and impales John Malkovich's ankle through through muscle bone sinew, clean out the other he side. He managed. Yeah, that would be. There Damn. would be there would be like an ankle bone dangling off the end. It would be nigh impossible to do that also with one arm as you're hanging from a ladder. There is nothing there. So like there's not enough space that there wouldn't be everything that you stabbed through hanging off the other side. But anyway. Accurate. As Malkovich screams, Nikki Cage continues monkey barring his way forward. <laughs> Somehow Malkovich pulls the bloody pole out of his leg and starts fist fighting Nick Cage. I'm ready. It, it, <laughs> crazy go. crazy knows no pain, knows no fear. Meanwhile, Cusack has grabbed an axe and starts hacking away at the top of the cab of the fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Swamp Thing starts swerving again, but it throws Malkovich off balance. This gives well. Swamp Nick, Thing was kind of like, "Who's up there?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, shit. It's like, does it matter? I don't know. Fucking man. everyone's up Someone's here. Someone swinging an axe at you. That's who's up here. Swamp Thing should have stopped the thing and just ran on foot. If he just hit the brakes, Cusack would have probably flown off the roof. Probably. Anywho, so yeah, so Cage knocks Malkovich on his ass, pounces on him, delivers the zinger. You're not getting near my daughter. He really took that shit to heart. Oh, yeah. Like the way he said, you're, the last thing your daughter smells will be my stinking breath. Yeah. He's I like, would say from, from I'm going to chase you across town. From the, from the end, from, from this point to the end of the movie, he's become a feminist. So, <laughs> and, and then he like handcuffs Malkovich to the ladder of the fire truck. Where'd the handcuffs come from? No telling. Don't ask. Don't no tell. Telling. No telling. <laughs> That would have been helpful for him to like grab those off um, the Dave Chappelle dead body earlier. Anything. Yeah, yeah, just grab them earlier. Maybe he didn't. We didn't notice. Who knows? So uh, up at the front of the truck, Cusack shoves the fire hose 
through the hole he's punched in the roof with the axe, turns the water on. Meanwhile, Nick Cage hits the switch to raise the ladder up just as the truck exits this exceptionally long tunnel. Miles long. It's four minutes of screen time long. (laughs) Um, Cut back to the front of the truck. The water is filling the cab like a fish tank. Swamp Thing can't see. He's like trying to like wipe water off. He plows into yet another car, which sends him flying through the windshield. There was just an unoccupied vehicle in the middle of the road. As if they knew a truck was coming. Everyone get off the road. Get off the road. So we also (laughs) see at that point an armored truck skid to a halt in the middle of the road like it stalled or ran out of gas. But no No, one even gets out of it. No one gets out. It just... <laughs> in the middle of the road. The fire truck still speeding forward, but toward toward an elevated walkway or sky bridge of some kind. Yeah. Cusack bails. Nick Cage looks concerned. Malkovich screams bloody murder. The ladder slams into the structure, which breaks the cuffs, we guess, without ripping off Malkovich's arm. There, he, there's no way the, the, the hand would come off his body, no, I think, before the yeah, cuffs broke. He flies through the bridge out the other side, falls through some power lines, <laughs> sends sparks flying, lands on some kind of conveyor belt in a construction zone. Of course. That's a fucking, like, okay, you're, you di- he died four times in five seconds. Absolutely. And there's like some big pile driver there just crushing rocks. Yeah. Because why, why would that be happening? No one knows. So... He Yeah, he lands on this conveyor belt. Meanwhile, Nick Cage jumps off the truck right before it slams into the, the aforementioned stalled armored car, giving us yet another over-the-top, like a truck, like explosion. A truck he, like a machine, like a switch. <laughs> he, um, he flies through the air. That, I love that stunt. And, like, the stunt guy sold it, like, flapping his arms and With stuff. With a huge explosion behind huge him. Huge explosion. An inexplicably large explosion, like the truck was hauling dynamite. <laughs> but just kind of plops nondescript on the street, like... like that would Durr. fuck the shit out Didn't of you. roll, no skidding, nothing. Just like, it was like the guy just kind of, like, hit the ground, it's like... I'm fine. No, no huge, like, road rash burns nothing. or anything? Nothing. Did not appreciate that, but anyway... Over at whatever the fuck conveyor belt Malkovich landed on, still somehow alive, we see the belt ends at some kind of large hydraulic pulverizing rock crusher, <laughs> like a jackhammer or, or something. He goes over the edge, and no realistic sense of physics would make it so that he lands the way that he does, but he lands the way he does with his head directly in the path of this hammer. And as he looks up, the hammer slowly raises... Vince like some steam. He's watching it all happen. We have to imagine he's like, maybe he's crippled. That's what I thought. It's like at this point, he can't move. He can't possibly. But the thing comes down directly on his head, probably killing him, which we, oh, don't, yeah. which, which we don't know until we get the twitch of the leg. But you never know in this movie. It's like, That's is he true. dead? Is he not dead? So we get a low shot then of a still besandled Cusack. <laughs> Walking over <laughs> over all this money and right by Swamp Thing's helmet, which is spinning on the ground. It was like the end of Die Hard where there was yes. just money fluttering. Yeah. And it's like bonds. How, tons of. Why was this armored car bonds. hauling so much fake money? Because these were look even nothing like dollar bills. I don't but know. Yeah. So anyway. then we see the <laughs> stuffed bunny that has somehow survived this crazy journey. It's like but floating. But how did it get there? 
That's yeah. I don't know if was it, it fell not out on of the, the left plane. on the plane. It was it tucked in like Malkovich's pocket? Maybe Malkovich brought it with him. I don't know. It's floating in a storm drain, and it nearly goes down. But at the last second, Cage like reaches and grabs it and snatches it. Absolutely. Um, amidst a crowd of people who are swarming the scene, trying to grab the money that continues to flutter down. There was. Millions of dollars fluttering oh, around. Yeah. 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 Cusack and Cage come face to face. Cage says, just so's you know, <laughs> Marshall Larkin, there's now three men I trust. Am I one of them? Cage tucks the stuffed bunny in his sweaty, bloody armpit and shakes John <laughs> Cusack's hand. We cut to a deputy bending down and picking up a familiar looking Ken doll. This is a weird thing to be on a plane full of hard asses. Uh-huh. Cusack, who's parked his tired and bloodied ass on the hood of a cop car, is approached by Cole Meany, who, to his credit, asks, are you okay? Cusack says, uh, no. And then Cole Meany's like, glad we didn't shoot it down, huh? John Cusack in the most John Cusack moment in the movie is like, oh, yeah, it worked out much better this way. <laughs> those, those two had chemistry together. Uh, I loved them. Like, two I, good I, actors. I appreciated the amount of time that they just let the two of them bicker because they are, I was like, as far as acting talent, there's a lot of acting there's those talent two in this movie. Malkovich, yeah, Buscemi. And Buscemi. Those but, are yeah. the guys. Yeah, yeah. But, like, let these two guys go. And I just love, I love Cole Meany, like, this fucking Irish you Irish mook, just like do your thing. Just like let him go. Like it just, he, he does good American. He, he really American. does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Cusack then produces the keys to Meany's vet, apologizes, tells him he knows a good mechanic. Meany charitably says, you know, I was bored with the car anyway. Oh, I ball. like that. I like that. Because he was in a love affair with that car the first time we saw him. Yeah, but I like that he's like, I fucked yeah. up. Mea culpa. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So then... As Trisha Yearwood's version of How Do I Live Without You swells once again, Cage looks across the carnage and finally at long last lays eyes on Trisha and Casey. He and Trisha lock eyes. He walks over and they awkwardly greet each other. It feels like everyone's just trying to hold it together and the poor little girl has no fucking idea what's going on. Cage says, uh -huh. I meant to get a haircut. When? What? <laughs> before Bef what I feel like I, I don't I have no clue what the situation is like in prison yeah I think maybe he was supposed to but he just he couldn't because he lost track of time is there not like there's a barbershop though I would assume right yeah. like in prison yeah. could you get a haircut every other day I if would you say, wanted yeah probably but I think maybe it's just probably like, other con other convicts who are doing the haircut he was probably yeah? saving Michael T's life I meant to get a haircut but I had to save Michael T so he tells Casey that he brought her a gift and hand tries to hand her the tattered stuffed bunny. Uh huh. She does that thing that little kids do where they hide behind a parent so they don't have to make eye contact with a with a person. She doesn't seem to want the rabbit. No, this whole the, he's the stranger this, danger. This the way this scene play. Well, imagine you're a little child and you've got this just bloody, dirty man. Take this toy, bitch. Take this toy from me. I'm your daddy now. Uh, like, I don't blame her at all. It's But there's also just, like, no chemistry among the family, I think. Well, I mean, God love Monica Potter is just, like, trying her best to sell it. And I do think... She starts to, like, she's scold like, the little girl. I, but I like that she's like, hey, Cameron. He's like, hey, yeah. Hummingbird. Hey, Hummingbird. I, I, I like that. She, and I, I kind of dug that. But anyway... 
Um, he admits that the, the rabbit's dirty, tries to start wiping it off on his dirty, bloody wife beater. <laughs> Trisha scolds the child. Casey, sweetie, you take your daddy's present now. But Cage is like, no, nah, it's fine. Casey then offers, hey, I have a picture of you. And he says, I have a picture of you, I too. I have a picture of you, too. She reaches oh, out for the, for the bloody, gross bunny rabbit. And he tells her, happy birthday. She hugs him, and everyone absolutely loses their shit and starts <laughs> crying. We get a Poe family hug with a relieved, contented John Cusack just looking on in the background. He was like... Enjoying the shit out of watching them hug I it out. I think he found some satisfaction that, it, like, at least that part of his job went right. But also, most of the prisoners from the plane were recovered, with with the with the exception of Billy Bedlam, the dog, <laughs> Dave Chappelle, oh, and John yeah. Malkovich, and I guess Who Steve Buscemi. In the, so five out of are missing, what forty or thirty are missing or dead. Yeah. Yeah. Five? That's not bad. They recovered odds. a fair amount. For for I what mean, for what they went through, that's good. We don't know how we don't know the civilian cost yet. Thousands. <laughs> Thousands no, at least, no, at, least at least hundreds. <laughs> hundreds died. But a small price to pay to make sure that the prison industrial complex maintains that status yes. quo, that bottom line. Now it probably comes as no surprise that the whole the whole bunny rabbit like motif was Nick Cage's idea. Of course. I think it was like supposed to be this symbol of of his character's humanity or his soul, and it's like it's dirty, it's, it's dirty, as it's damaged, and almost was down the gutter. And can it's his daughter, can his though. daughter still accept it? And it's it's got scarlet fever, but it's still a real rabbit. Sure, yeah, okay. and and is is redeemed in the end. Is da- the daughter can still accept it, and he can even be redeemed. She looks like even the the look on her face. She's like stifling vomit. She's like try not to puke. Anyway, yeah. the the Poe family hugs it out. We fade to black, but then immediately come back up to a craps table in a casino where the guy on the stick asks an unseen new shooter if they feel lucky. Sweet Home Alabama starts playing again, and we see Buscemi is the shooter. He says yes, yes I do. He takes a sip of the mai tai. The waitress just <laughs> brought mai him. Tai. And we end with an old school roll call of all love, the cast looking happy, that. culminating with that now iconic Nick Cage wink. And that, dear friends, is Con Air. Man, fucking hell. Convoluted. Convoluted air. I, I love the movie. I, it's a, just a, it's a movie. You put it on, you watch it, and you're like, yeah, it's fine. No, it's I, a, I'm enjoying If this. you were hanging out with the bros... And watching this with everyone would love it. Yeah. It's like watching it now as a 40 year old man. I'm like, yes, Nick Cage is that accent sucks. That wig sucks, you know, (laughs) but it's like, fuck. And yeah, Malkovich, no good lines, but he is eating scenery. Everyone is like just doing their job and doing it well. Apparently Malkovich and Cusack both hated doing this movie. It's a surprise. I guess Cusack really hadn't done a lot of um, up until like Gross Point Blank. He was Blank, doing which, all that. He was doing Gross Point fuck. Blank. Yeah, he was doing a lot of the that movie quirky, quirky, artsy type flicks. I think, and same for Mal- Malkovich was doing like Merchant Ivory and and Dangerously Asians and stuff like that. Right. Um, I think they both f- viewed themselves as being like above this. Of 
Well, I mean, but that's still a but trope. Nick Cage, that's still a trope now. Yeah, like, like a best we have, fucking actor. We have, we, you have shows, TV shows, streaming shows that you can watch about serious actors who who were like stomach their pride to do a Marvel thing or something. And yeah. it's like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Yeah. It's going right? to be a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract. And if you're going to do it, then give it everything Go you've got. It. And I feel like, I do feel like they did though. With with the material that Cusack's he was given, like Cusack's character just didn't have a whole lot to work with. You know, he he brought Cusack to the table. Malkovich, I feel like, brought fucking Shakespeare. You know, to, to some his shitty, bullshit, shitty, shitty lines. And Cage, as as maybe ill advised of a decision as it was to like lean so hard into the Forrest Gumpy, uh, yeah, nature of his character, he fucking went for it though. Yeah, he. He gave it I defy, everything. I defy you to think of a movie where you don't say, well, Nick Cage went for it. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> That's going to be on his tombstone or like whatever ma- whatever mausoleum is like. Whatever fucking, He fucking went for it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Um, Nicola Coppola. But yeah, it's weird to me. This movie had so many like offbeat actors as those guys we mentioned, plus like Buscemi and Chappelle. But yeah. the movie... It's sort of you would expect the movie to be more quirky than it was because it yeah. was all very much like in the mold of just like the 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 Bruckheimer mold. Yeah, you know they didn't go they didn't really take big chances. I don't think you got nah. like moments where the the quirkiness of the actors because it was like basically a lit a, a a roll call of art film actors yeah and Chappelle and like for comedic effect yeah but it was just odd how much everyone sort of reined it in and fell into the mold of what they were doing yeah, it, or it or it came out that way in the edit that that's also true it, it's crazy to think about like the number of actors all bringing the personality and most of them just doing what they do as themselves yeah Nick Cage, they definitely let him. If he had, it seems like if he had a suggestion, if he had a line that he wanted to try, let's try it, it again. Made its way in. Yeah, baby. Let's. We're gonna reset it one more time for Nick. What if I say Viva Las Vegas? Well, Viva Las Vegas. I was like, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, we definitely need to try it. And then they probably in the cutting room was like, "Son of a bitch, that works." Yeah. Uh, well, or at least it's like, fuck, it works better than. What yeah. we had written, or at least it adds some spice to the mixture. It's going to take know? less time than what we had <laughs> planned. <laughs> Dude, I did pull up the best of 97 for us. Hit it. On my phone here. Yeah, Number because one, the, you, as we've said, we're getting towards the end of the era of Arnold at this point. As you'll see, maybe by... Ooh, there's surprises right off the bat. But okay, number one movie of the year was Men in Black top grossing mm-hmm. it's a solid movie it is i a good like movie. men in black it's better yeah. than independence day probably it, objectively yeah. well it's, it's, it's a different movie it's off the yeah it was it's more a different movie. it was more offbeat and more like comedy and whatever barry Sonnenfeld. i, I liked yeah. i liked the serious tone that independence day tried to strike but anyway continue Men <laughs> in black number two the lost world jurassic park that movie was not good uh yeah Definitely. That movie was not good. I was talking about this with friends recently where I was like, I wanted it definitely it to had, be really it good. had a shit ton of really bad moments culminating with the, the daughter, like doing the uneven bars routine yeah. to kick a Raptor's ass or whatever. But it also had like moments that were like, I loved at least like yeah, T-Rex were mo- on the loose in San Diego. I loved. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, there were just some good action set pieces, but all in all, it might have been the best Jurassic Park sequel, but it yeah. still wasn't great. Yeah. Then we had Liar Liar, Jim Carrey. Love. I would say that's that's a Jim Carrey movie that I was like, man, Jim Carrey's got some range. Yeah. Yeah. Air Force One. That movie clocked in. I'm surprised, though, that that movie was the, the fourth highest grossing. Good for Harrison fucking Ford, man. That's killer, dude. He, he's I a, didn't know that movie was brings, that popular. He brings the public. That was not a movie like even this one that would draw like a younger, like high school age crowd in, I don't good think. Movie. Air that was a good movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Who is it? Air, Gary Oldman was the bad guy? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, he, he was. plays the Russian or whatever that's whatever. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Another premise that you're like, this is such a a far fetched premise of a plane. How, like, how did this happen on a plane? On the most secure plane in the world. Absolutely. Number five, the re-release of A New Hope. Hey. Was number fifth, the fifth highest grossing movie of the year. That's impressive. So that's that's the special edition? I think, yeah, that was when they were rolling them out when, this, when the prequels were, like, on the horizon. So that's with the, like, fucking terrible Jabba scene in it. Like the yeah, new all Jabba that scene. bullshit. No one cares about that. Um, we got Titanic. That might have come out at the very, very, like, Christmas Day or some shit of 97 mm-hmm. and still cracked the top ten. Of course. Face Off. Another yeah, Nick Cage what movie. Nikki? Number eight, Batman and Robin came in. That movie fucking sucks. George of the Jungle, which has to be bad. I love Brendan Fraser, though. Yeah. And Con Air, number 11. That's and then, crazy that it was the 11th highest so grossing. So good for Nick Cage. He came out with 8 and 11th highest grossing movie of the year. That's pretty good for one dude to have multiple movies. That's that a high Stallone-like up. statistic, I feel like. <laughs> And then, you know, it tapers off from there. I love revisiting those things because it's like, what well, what were, what were was it competing against? And though it wasn't all at the same time, it's crazy to think about the other, like the variety of movies that were playing in the same year. if you're the same age as me, which you basically are, yes. we remember being in high school and like remember those movies coming out. I remember, um, we've talked about this, like watching Entertainment Tonight and them talking about the demolition of the Sands and they were like, they were like, well, if you're going to blow it up, let us do a scene about yeah. this movie. But that also made me th- makes me think that the studio was like, holy shit, we need to think of how to end this movie. <laughs> and they're like, let us yeah. crash a plane <laughs> into the fucking sands. And, you know, I it, used it, to love watching the, the show. The, uh, anything yeah. behind the scenes I could find. I found a YouTube like uh, whatever. It must have been a half hour special, of, like just behind the scenes of Con Air. Yeah, I watched I watched the whole Entertainment Tonight thing that was talking about how they like like the the practical effects that went into showing how they were going to demolish the sands and make it look like the plane had done it, and um, you know also the, at that point the sands already had like a an interesting place in my heart because they were like these old records that I would listen to from like jazz band days. Like was that a, like an old Rat Pack thing as yeah, well? The, like the sands a, was where um, Sinatra and uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and um, cool. Uh, Dean Martin. And yeah, Dean Martin and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had that poster in our dorm yeah. at Georgia State of the Rat Pack with those guys. And so, like, it, like seeing that, I was like, damn, that's really, really cool. But also crazy to, like, go back and listen to that record and then think, like, shit, that place is not there anymore. And, then once <laughs> and upon they a time, crashed the jailbird into it. <laughs> once upon a time, it was the most iconic hotel in Las Vegas. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. But that's the way time works, Kevin, you see. Especially in Vegas is really like ramped up the speed of just turning things over. Like 
the hard rock, which I feel like was brand new when this movie came out, is already yeah, demolished. It had been demolished years ago. Yeah. But Jesus H. Christ. This that movie. Was a, that was a movie. We just did a marathon series. You guys are getting like extreme bonus content linked uh, episodes. We, we hope, hope that you appreciate it. We do it for yeah. you. Yeah, we do it for you. Do. We, know, we know that you love listening to us because our voices is, are so pretty. Daniel Day. I know half Thanks of you have been always. asleep for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you guys are passed out at your uh, flight simulators. and. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like this was the sort of like at the tail end, the jump the shark type of moment of the genre. Yeah. Where it's like, we got to take a break from this bullshit for a while because there's just, we can't go any bigger or any louder or any more audacious than this type of shit. So it needs to just go away for a while. Um, I feel yeah. like it's come back in movies like, um, well, John, uh, some of like the John the Wick Max, type John thing Wick, have like revived uh, the atomic blonde, things like that. Let's that get back really to basics, it. right? Yeah. Like let's make it, let's even the Jason it. Bourne movies. Yeah. Break it, strip it all the way down to really feeling real and gritty and rebuild it from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I love talking about this movie, though. Same. It was sort of off my radar until the last few years. I, like, I didn't grow up watching this one no, at all. I remember we rented this one. This was one we picked up from a block, blockbuster or Hollywood video and took it home. And Dude. then, like, I was the only one in my family that was like, this was fine. I feel like everyone in my family was like, so stupid. I'm like, shut up, shut up. I feel like if I had seen this as like the 15 or 16 year old that I would have been when it came out, I would have thought it was fucking killer. Yeah, I thought, I mean, but I, that's the thing is the bar is low. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, a, I love, I love an action movie. So it's like, I'm not watching it to be like, impress me. I'm like, Put it in the VCR. I'm going to eat this pizza and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> pop those fucking uh, bagel bites or the the pizza rolls in the oven. Put the popcorn in the thing. I'm going to eat this pizza. Then we're going <laughs> to eat the popcorn and this movie's going to be awesome regardless because it came from Blockbuster. You know what's weird is this movie came out right at the same time as Face Off. And uh -huh. I feel like I watched the shit out of Face Off and somehow I w had no interest in seeing this movie apparently. I don't and I'm like, why would I have wanted to see one and not the other? I don't know if I'd Except seen... Except I think I was maybe way into John Woo. I don't I don't know if I'd seen Face Off until we were in college. Like yeah. some years later, yeah. It's another fucking crazy one. Yeah. To me, that's like the pinnacle of like... the Just Travolta brings a whole level of... of odd yeah man to movies and nick cage together yeah. like it's one we definitely would need to to visit at some point yeah. yeah for sure i almost i'd when i had the 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 seed of the idea of this podcast i almost felt like face off would be definitely be like the culmination of the podcast because it's it's the tail end of everything and it's so fucking weird yeah, man, man. Yeah. Um, so at some point that'll yeah, we'll, happen. We'll get to it, but in we have meantime, a lot of ground to cover. We're, we're, like, we need we need to go back in time with some things. We got Schwarzenegger to cover. We got lots of Van Damme to cover. We got guests who are clamoring to yeah. be on the podcast. Yeah, so um, we're we, gonna try to get to all that shit. In the meantime, eat your vegetables. Take your vitamins. <laughs> Eat your pizza rolls. Eat your pizza drink rolls. Drink your beer. Drink your bourbon every night. Take, <laughs> take two bourbons every night. And call me in the morning. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>